Something's missing. No ship, Sherlock. Not even the tiniest sign. Where's the ship? It's only been 274 years. At the very least, there'd be a wreck. So, Adam, what do you think about Hugh Grant being the next Doctor? Yeah, no, that was a that was a surprising. What was it? Three days um, as I tried to process it, or maybe it was just like three hours. It felt like a lot longer than what it ended up being. But um, yeah, we're not really going to talk about that, are we? That was a thing. I mean, there was a a rumor. I mean, we so the last time we recorded was New Year's ish because we you know we, we covered the New Year's special. And there hasn't been a, a ton of news or anything since then, but there's been like rumor drops. You know, they're talking about, okay, who's the next doctor? Um, and the two notable ones that I think have pretty much already been discredited, but fun to, I guess, at least mention would be Hugh Grant, uh, who, who who has vehemently denied. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although I will say this, I he's kind of one of those actors that he's had a, he's had a full career, you know, he's gone the full spectrum. He kind of went through the like rom-com phase. He had some, you know, he had some run-ins with the law. Uh, you know, he's done an Amazon series that is very well highly thought of or a TV series that's very highly thought of. Yeah. And his more recent stuff, right. He's doing some more gritty movie roles and kind of uh, playing very intellectual type characters and, I've kind of enjoyed him as an actor of recent. So when I saw the name, I didn't hate, I didn't hate the idea. I was like, I knew it wasn't right. I like, I was like, okay, this isn't real. You know, it's a rumor. It's probably not going to happen, but I do like the idea of the doctor being a more notable actor. I think that's maybe something that, you know, as Dr. Who is trying to think about moving into the future and bringing in a bigger audience. I know they they continue to cast these actors who are notable in England, right? Yeah. And in the UK, but not as notable typically in the US. Like Jodie Whittaker, for example, is someone who was pretty well known right. uh, in UK TV, but most people over here didn't really know who she was. Yeah. Um, I mean, even David Tennant and Matt Smith kind of fall in the same thing. Now they became more popular because of their roles in Doctor Who and now are very well known in the US, but you know, previous to that, they really weren't. So imagine if they did, right? If they did cast someone like a Hugh Grant or someone that's just like, we would all be like, oh, wow. Like we, everybody knows that actor, not just, you know, one side of the pond. So. And, and I, I think that's, that's the one redeeming quality about that rumor, which has since been. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Denied. He's not going to be the next doctor. Yeah. I mean, there, there is part of me that's wondering if like, it's a whole Andrew Garfield take on Spider-Man. Like, no, it's not going to happen. Like I deny this. I'm going to lie to everybody and say, it's not going to happen. This probably isn't going to happen, but if it does, I think what you mentioned as far as the, um, the credibility that the name brings, especially with where we are with Dr. Who with um, new showrunner, old showrunner coming back kind of the desire to expand things a little bit more that's been expressed bringing someone that is notable known across the pond maybe in both places it's not too bad of an idea we did have someone on our facebook page bring up michael sheen as like a hope like oh that'd be cool and i that's another name where not as notable as hugh grant but definitely been in some you know u.s productions and and kind of i think would be 
a little bit more exciting than kind of a, oh, this actor who's played in a couple of shows that you've never heard of, but you know, they're good. You know, Peter right, Capaldi right. is an example. Like for me, I had no idea who Peter Capaldi was. Oh, absolutely. He's an amazing actor. I loved yeah. him as the doctor and I still love to go back and watch his episodes, but he didn't get the US audience excited, you know, when they right. announced his name. So if they ever did go that route, which it does, I doubt they will. I think, you know, I think that the next person they announce as the doctor is probably gonna be the same thing. Me and you're gonna have to Google them and look up their IMDb <laughs> and say, oh, okay, what have they been in? Oh, maybe I remember them from this thing. Uh, but I do think if you're really trying to get Doctor Who back on the map and get, get a larger audience excited, you know, casting a big name uh, could help. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, at this point, I'm not going to put anything past RTD in regards to what he desires to see the show become. Um, it seems like we're still on that on the brink of watching so much change, potentially. Um, I, I don't know. It feels like things are, and it's it, it's weird saying that uh, or saying this, but it feels like things are due for a shakeup. Yeah, I think so. And I, and I haven't disliked uh, Jodie Whittaker's time as the doctor. I think she, I actually really like her as the doctor. I think some of the stories have been lacking some of the scripts, uh, what they've given her to work with. But I do think that the general consensus, it seems like with Dr. Who right now is it's a little bit on the downward turn and it's kind of losing an audience a little bit, losing some interest. So bringing Russell T Davies back, um, and maybe some exciting casting combined with that could 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 inject a little bit of uh, adrenaline to the show, hopefully. Oh, absolutely. And it, it is one of those things where, again, as you said, nothing against Whitaker and how she has portrayed the doctor. I think she's done a solid job with what she's been given. Um, there, there's just a stark difference. Just watching clips from older older series it, it just seems like there's a stark difference in how they approach the doctor in regards to writing in regards to story dialogue monologue like the whole gambit it just seems like there is definitely a different approach um whether that's chibnall we don't know we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens um but yeah definitely nothing against whitaker how she's portrayed the doctor i think she's done fabulously with what she's been given which the New Year's Eve, New Year's Day episode is testament to that. That was such a fun episode. Um, she did such a great job. Uh, yeah, it, it remains to be seen what's to come, though. Right. The other, there was another rumor, and I think there are, there's been a number of rumors, but the other notable one I thought would be worth worth bringing up is David Tennant is coming back to be the next Doctor. The not not you know, a flashback to or the same version of actually the next doctor uh, that Whitaker would regenerate into Tennant. And then they would have a number of specials with Tennant as the doctor only to have him regenerate into the, the go forward doctor. I guess this was a, a rumor that, you know, I, I think, I don't think ever really had a lot of credibility. It's an interesting idea. I've actually, I think, brought up in previous episodes of doc of our podcast how I think it'd be cool to have the doctor kind of regenerate back into an older version. Yeah. Uh, so it's not something that uh, we haven't talked about as a possibility. Would they ever do it? Probably not. Would David Tennant come back? 
uh, to be the next doctor after Jody Whitaker. I don't see him doing that. Uh, would I like it? I think I would probably because <laughs> I like him so much. Uh, so I don't know, even though I think once again, probably a pretty debunked rumor. Yeah. I was curious to hear just your thoughts on if that actually happened, if you would like it or dislike it. I mean, you go back to uh, where we had the curator show up, right? And what he tells Smith's doctor, he says, maybe you'll revisit a lot of old faces. Mm -hmm. Right. It it opens the door to like, hey, we want to revisit a lot of old faces. I think it would be fun. I really do. I think it would be fun to take a couple episodes, run through a couple of the previous doctors, have those adventures. Um, (laughs) Do I think it's going to happen? Yeah, absolutely not. Tennant seems to stay pretty busy um with a bunch of random out of the way it seems like his face pops up in so many different random places um that i don't expect i couldn't tell you recently what i've seen him in but it seems like his name is constantly showing up places he's doing another um, season of uh bad omens yes. or good omens i was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. good yeah uh, i know he's doing that uh well you know where he didn't show up the day I was at the uh, <laughs> oh, Philly, <God. laughs> Philly Fan Expo. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick, quick story for the listeners. There was a, a con. Uh, I haven't been to a Comic-Con, you know, since the pandemic. And so they actually had one here in Philly. They renamed it. used to be like Wizard World Philadelphia. Now it's Philly Fan Expo. And David Tennant was supposed to be here. And I was so excited because I'm like, oh, my first con back, Uh, you know, David Tennant's actually going to be here. They had some other pretty big name celebrities. And then as a late addition, they had uh, none other than Donna Noble was going to be joining him. They were going to actually have a joint panel and I had it on my schedule. It was on a Saturday. I was and so I was only going to go to the con on Saturday and they changed it. last minute they changed it and so i went to look at the schedule on friday night just to double check and i'm like okay i'm going tomorrow i'm going to see david Tennant. i'm going to see this joint panel and (laughs) he wasn't on the schedule anymore and they had changed his uh they had changed his time to be a day earlier so i had missed his panel I didn't realize that they, I, I saw that you changed it. So you missed it, but I didn't realize yeah. they moved it a whole day earlier. Yeah. They moved that it early. I guess shady. his schedule changed. Yeah. Yeah. So he had to, you know, he had to leave early. So they, he still had a panel. It was just a day earlier that I was going to be there. <laughs> and it already happened by the time I realized they had rescheduled it. So I didn't. Uh, and, and then of course uh, I missed seeing David Tennant. I also Donna, the Donald Noble part, she didn't even end up showing up. So oh, she wasn't really? there at all. So well, yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, like I said, he's a very busy person. Um, so whether they could pull him in for a few episodes, I don't know. But it, I just, it feels like there's a lot of interesting possibilities that you could do with some of these older doctors returning, right? Like, again, it wouldn't happen. But it would be fun to see Matt Smith show up again, take a run. We already know it would never happen. It'd be fun to see Eccleston show up <laughs> and take a few runs as the doctor. If you had so, asked me like a year ago, I would have said Eccleston is a possibility. Yeah. Yep. He he did go through a phase where it seemed like he was kind of warming up to Doctor Who again, but I think that that was a short-lived phase, and I don't think he's interested anymore. The the lockdown and the pandemic definitely warmed Eccleston up to uh, being around people as the Doctor again. But then, yeah, that that doesn't yeah, seem too some, positive. Anymore. He's had some recent comments where you're like, yeah, he's not coming back. So yeah, yeah. I do think you know, I 
the whole idea of David Tennant being the next doctor and, and Jodie Whittaker regenerating into that. I don't think that's going to happen. Now, will David Tennant and or Matt Smith come back at some point during the whole 60 year anniversary stuff? And will they be show up in a special? I still think that's a possibility. Do you uh, do you really think that Smith would show back up? He seems to be he seems he, to be floundering a bit. I don't really? know. Really? What has he done recently that's been notable? So like okay, so notable. Yeah, he was in Morbius, but I hear that was a, a flop. I haven't. I seen heard it the yet, movie but. was a flop, but I heard that Smith was actually the highlight of okay. the entire okay. movie. That he, he the way that he portrayed his character was incredible, and he surpasses anything that the movie has to offer. Oh. I haven't seen it myself, but that's just what I've heard. And then he has the new Game of Thrones thing coming out. That's right? true. That that's coming. Unless they're going to kill him off within the first like two episodes, and then Which it's is a huge. It's definitely a possibility. Game of right? Thrones. Right? Uh, I don't know. I think he's been gone long enough that I wouldn't be completely surprised. And I do, yeah. I do think with David Tennant, it's more likely because of his connection to you know yeah. uh, Russell T Davies and yeah, that yeah. time period and stuff so like almost as a favor like hey yeah let, let's kick off your run you know as the showrunner with a bang I'll come do an episode you know yeah so it wouldn't completely shock me to see David Tennant show up I just don't think he's going to show up you know kind of as that you know oh he she regenerates into him as the 14th doctor you know and yeah you know, that that seems a little more far-fetched a little short-lived yeah i don't know fun times are ahead that's all i know i just this is neither here nor there as far as like it's not connected to anything i just really hope we don't have to wait so stinking long between seasons um between episodes like i feel like that kind of does a disservice to the show that there's such a huge gap between episodes season stories that's the norm now man that's what we've been putting up with for a while it kills me though yeah. it kills me so doctor who's never done an easter special before right, <laughs> right. I, I don't think so it, okay. it's not really one of those things that you you necessarily throw on the uh the television series right an easter special and what sa- what says easter better than <laughs> sea devils nice uh, nice transition this, nice transition. this all this all came out you know the the announcement of what it was going to be about we saw that right at the end of the new year's yeah. special we saw that the sea devils were coming right yep and then you know as the months went on there was a little bit more and more kind of released they gave us an official trailer uh so did you how much research did you do into the sea devils did you because i i know they've appeared in the classic series i yeah. know you and i have re- readily admitted to our listeners we're not experts in the classic stuff we haven't watched it all we've seen some uh they i knew of them yeah yeah but i hadn't watched any episodes that they were in and apparently there's not that many They're, they've right. only been in like two tv stories i think um up to this point but it seemed like they were really trying to tout like oh wow the sea devils we're bringing them back you know this is what you guys wanted but I was kind of like, were there are a lot of people out there clamoring for this? I don't know. Like, it didn't seem like they were that big of a deal. Uh, that it's not like some of the other villains, maybe that you know, have showed up multiple times. That I went back and watched clips. Okay. I didn't watch okay. full episodes. I wish I had time. I would have loved to go back and watch full episodes. But I did watch some clips, 
And I will, there was nothing in the clips that made me think, oh yeah, this is a this is definitely a monster I want to see again. It was kind of like, oh, look how bad those costumes are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's Chindall's MO, right? Though, like to bring back classic villains, monsters, baddies. Like that's what he he wanted to do from the very beginning. He wanted to bring back the classic villains that weren't the Cybermen or the Daleks. Um so I think this is him just making good on on that promise. Were people really clamoring for to have these back? I don't know. My knowledge of them very cursory. Just a confirmation of yes, they existed in the classics. Okay, cool. I'll wait and see what happens. I knew they were related to the Silurians. Yes. Like I yes. knew the whole idea. Of, they're like the reptile or fish version of. I guess not reptile because the Silurians are reptile. But right. like the the water version, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, there is that connection. We've seen the Silurian, you know, race plenty in the new in New Who. Yeah. So it's just like another version of them. But the Silurians, they really did an upgrade, right? They they oh, had, yeah. I think, out of all, like a lot of the different aliens that they've brought back, they did the best job of modernizing. You know, Madame Vastra. Yes. Right. Yep. She looked awesome. Like oh, great yeah. makeup, you know, just really good blending of kind of that alien look, but also humanoid and looked completely different than the way they looked in the classic series, which they explained in different ways why. But they didn't do that with the <laughs> with the sea devils. They just left them. I mean, they kind of cleaned up the look a little bit, but for the most part, they still looked pretty hokey. Yeah. yeah no i mean you're you're spot on they they definitely gave them a more modern look but they still looked very gimmicky they like blinked they, 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 they blinked they, their eyes moved and they blinked and occasionally their mouth moved like when they were talking to each other mouth didn't move when they were talking to the doctor their mm. mouth moved um i don't know what that means because very little exposition in the episode in regards to who these were, what they really cared about, what their motivations were. There was no explanation other than, hey, I've run across you guys in the future. And so I, I have some experience with you in regards from the doctor. But yeah, I think their, their kind of whole thing is they used to be the dominant species of the earth. They went into hibernation I guess then humans rose to power and now they want to take what's rightfully theirs back. Yeah. Uh, now that they, now what raises them from their hibernation or if there's multiple times that they've raised from hibernation, you know, I, I'm not completely clear on all of that. It seems like um, it's not really well explained, at least in this episode, they don't really give a lot of backstory on that. That's something that you have to kind of do your research and like, okay, what are these aliens? Uh, because yeah. they, they really don't go into a ton of exposition about them. The doctor does mention a couple things, but uh, for the most part, she doesn't get into a ton of detail, but they do want to take over the earth. And <laughs> Yes, they do by flooding it. Yeah. So, okay. So let's talk about the episode. Uh, we're kind of, we're kind of jumping into it here. So we might as well talk about it um so this one the doctor and her crew land in 1807 yes which is uh we find out we don't find out right away but it's it's china uh in 1807 and 
this the episode actually starts out we don't see the doctor at first we see this village we see a pirate lady show up at the village there's like this father and son the father's kind of like hey i'm gonna go see what's going on if something happens to me it's gonna be your responsibility (laughs) Um, right and there's this statue that they're they're hoping that this pirate lady's not gonna mess with but she's gonna mess (laughs) with it she does (laughs) she absolutely messes with it she starts chipping away at the thing um because she's looking for i guess the next piece of you know a map or something that she's trying to find and we find out later that she's trying to find a treasure um and i guess part of this she has some information that part of the statue is gonna give her some information that she needs so but yeah in, in doing that she you know unknowingly releases um a sea devil that's yes. inside that which I thought was going to be a gigantic sea devil. <laughs> I know they definitely, they definitely uh, made you think that with the sea devil holding the small miniaturized man in its hand and then the very hard footfalls as it walked, it was like, yeah. Oh dang, this thing is huge. I was like, this is going to be a gigantic sea devil, but yeah, it yeah. was just a, it was just a normal sea devil dude. <laughs> it's just normal size. It's normal size. Which in, I don't know if you, they never really name him unless I missed it. Uh, no. But in the subtitles they called him chief sea devil <laughs> they did they so did. i so in my notes i just referred to him as chief yeah that's uh, pretty much the extent of it yeah no name so just the chief really, he wasn't important enough to have a name but yeah so yeah. was it were you getting excited for this i mean i know in this in the trailer they showed us like there's gonna be swashbuckling and a pirates and like was this something that kind of piqued your interest so it, it does, and this sounds somewhat ridiculous, but just for the sake of like growing up loving the Pirates of the Caribbean, like that swashbuckling pirates arg, like fun adventure type story. Um, so I was kind of looking forward to it just to see what would happen. Um, that, and that's that pretty is, much where it was. That's the biggest like I'm young flex that I've heard in a while. Oh, come on. Now. I grew up watching Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> like <laughs> the first one. Okay. Curse of the Black Pearl. I grew up with that one. The other ones were, oh, we'll say that. You can later tell how life. old someone is if they, if they refer to pirate movies as either they talk about uh, Treasure Island or they talk about Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. Because for me, it would have been Treasure Island. Uh, oh, come on. But Pirates of the Caribbean, I was, I was well into adulthood when that came out. Oh no! Let's go what, back. Let's what look year? At the what year date. was was Black Pearl? Two thousand. Had to be in the two thousand. Two thousand three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was in my twenties. I'll take it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, same. I like. I love pirate stuff. You know, I think every kid does, right? Like you. Oh, absolutely. And, like I like Lego. My Lego right. sets. You know, with pirates yep. and stuff. I love that stuff. I have. I literally have a pirate ship behind me. Yeah, I see. You it. know, on my shelf of a Lego pirate ship so yeah a- anything pirate is kind of cool now doctor who has done pirates before uh, matt smith had a notable episode yeah. where he <laughs> yes he did with pirates which that one wasn't wasn't a well-loved episode it's not necessarily one of the better um remembered episodes yeah uh this one was a little different because um it's not your kind of traditional right pirates uh it's more th- so it's chinese pirates yes um and then you have you do have dan who kind of does the, whole, <laughs> the, the pirate garb which was, i mean straight up lego pirate garb but like yes, straight yes. up stripes and everything it was fantastic yes. yeah so so we the doctor and 
her crew show up on this rocky beach and she says they're what does she say we're like a couple hundred years off or four centuries off okay so she's four centuries off which made me think where were they trying to go so if they show up in 1800 was she trying to go to 1400 or was she trying to go to 2200 yeah yeah uh so yeah i don't know sometimes they had a good beach they went pretty much it yeah uh but yeah they show up there and the other thing too is like well were they coming there for the purpose of anything to do with pirates because why did dan wear a pirate outfit (laughs) (laughs) how did he know that's very true yeah so i mean 1807 is you know that's prime pirate area you know you're gonna if depending on where you land in the world you're gonna find pirates but uh yeah dan was was prepared and i guess yaz was the one who kind of egged him on to to put on that ridiculous outfit i I mean you're you're right though like if they're four centuries off 1400s no pirate activity 2200 maybe pirate activity but it doesn't seem like the right type of pirate activity so space pirates right so what <laughs> like why was he wearing a pirate costume other why than were, just the coincidental oh we happen to find pirates while you're wearing on a, a pirate costume yeah but she didn't realize and so she got off the off the tardis so something, and, something well, doesn't line up that, there speaking of that because then the doctor and yaz are also wearing different outfits than you would typically see them wear yeah. which is somewhat notable for the doctor because the doctor in all their iterations tends to stay in costume now there are times where the doctor will change change right. into something but for the most part no matter where they land the doctor's wearing the doctor's outfit so yep. i guess for this one they were i guess they knew they were going to china at least so they had kind of some more traditional garb on that that way but i did for, think for those two <laughs> Dan. yeah for those two they're wearing chinese style outfits and then dan's wearing a pirate outfit yeah it doesn't kind of it doesn't really all track yeah yeah something something's weird unless they thought yeah, they were going to like a up. costume party or something but yeah anyways they do show up on a beach they realize that they're not in the right time place there's the whole um jewelry magnetized jewelry that throws the doctor off so she starts throwing stones and realizes that the magnetism of the planet is out of whack yeah because can you skip stones on the ocean i always thought that was like a lake thing i mean if it's super still i don't see why not but typically the waves are gonna throw things off a little bit yeah i mean that's nitpicky but i was kind of like i thought that was a thing like i thought the surface had to be you know kind of still for that to work but i guess i was pretty impressed by her ability to skip stones though like they hopped way more than like two or three times <laughs> i'm pretty good at skipping stones <laughs> that good that good you wish it went on forever <laughs> uh, we'll get to that but uh yeah so we do get we do see the sea devil the sea devil's like wreaking havoc in this little village, right? It's got yep. this special sword that's like hitting people and, you know, causing them to have like extra ex- exotroxic poisoning. Yeah. The, the doctor the, said the sword does not cut people. It does not leave a mark on them other than the touching of it poisons you and like fills your veins with poison. That's, yeah. Which is pretty rough. That's a pretty bad way to go. 
Yeah, it's just an interesting use of a sword. Like, it does not cut you. That's not what the sword does. No, it does leave, like, cool blue light, like, as it flies through the air. Yeah, that, that's um, awesome. So, yeah, so this guy's wreaking havoc. They they meet Madam Ching, which the doctor seemed pretty excited about. I did not take the time to look that up if Madam Ching was an actual pirate of, of our real history, but I'm guessing probably. I believe so. I mean, doesn't she show up in one of the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Oh, does she? Is she At one of the pirates? End? Like when they have the pirate, like uh, like where they're all kind of sitting around the table and there's all the pirate lords or kings or whatever they call them. Is she I one think, of them? I think there's a movie where they actually go to the uh, Pacific Ocean and oh. they are around the Chinese pirates and oh. they have the, the pirate lady, which I oh. think is her interesting I that, uh okay so madam ching you know she's i guess a notable uh, chinese pirate but she's looking for this treasure in the the treasure of the Flor de la mar or florida i don't know it's yeah that treasure yeah and she's trying to find it we find out later it's no you know we don't have to like leave it as you know spoilers or anything but we find out later that she's trying to find this treasure because her crew and including her two children have been, or two sons have been kidnapped by yeah. other pirates. And she has to find this treasure, go give it to them so she can get her crew back. Um, so it, originally they kind of like, Oh, she might be a bad guy, but you quickly find out she's actually doing it for the right reasons, I guess you could say. Uh, so she's, she partners with them to be kind of on the good side throughout most of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is where, this is where I started to run into hurdles with the episode, though, because the doctor comes into the village, right? And the sea devil is still there. And the doctor is, like, talking to him, and then the doctor suddenly yells to Yaz and Dan, like, basically, do it now. And they haul up this net, and it's like... That was the first time in the episode, very early on in the episode, where I was like, okay, I have, I feel like I just missed like a setup at some point. Like, I feel like, I feel like the net should have been seen at some point. I feel like we should have had some explanation of how Dan and Yaz found the net. Like, all of a sudden, the net just appeared out of nowhere. So you're saying I, you were as surprised as the chief. I, I was as surprised as the chief sea devil. Like he didn't know he was standing on a net. I didn't even know the net existed. Um, but yet somehow middle of everything, this all takes place and they were able to capture him um, in this net. It was just one of those moments where it's like, okay, I was convinced for the very longest time in this episode while watching it, that somehow I watch, I was watching some version that was cut down I was only watching like parts of it just because there was things that would just all of a sudden happen. And I'm like, I have no idea how we got here. Um, this was the first instance of that where I'm like, I have no idea where this net came from. Did I like just black out at some point and not realize that I just missed like five minutes of the episode where they explained some of this. Yeah. I, I think I had that general sense throughout most of the episode where it felt like things, things weren't running very smoothly you know, I don't know if it was maybe a longer episode and they had to cut stuff down. And so it, it left out some details. Uh, I think like, so the, the sea monster was another thing that it didn't, I didn't really understand its importance. Like it's, they kind of made it a big deal that they're going to call the sea monster yeah. and it was going to do, but then it was like, what was it for? 
at first, it, there was even a point where I thought that the base that they were in was inside the belly of the sea. <laughs> because, I did too. <laughs> because it looked like it swallowed the TARDIS. And then yep. the TARDIS is there. And I'm like, oh, that's the, the sea monster is actually the base is inside of it. And then yep. later on, I was like, no, that doesn't make sense. So. And then yeah, the I sea monster is still swimming around. Like, yeah, they don't really explain the connection that the sea monster had to the sea devils. And yeah. like, if it's like a creature that they control, I mean, it seemed like they were kind of controlling it, but um, I don't know. Yeah, that was another thing where it felt but, like there was something missing that maybe got cut. Yeah, I mean, this uh, to the best of my knowledge, based on the episode, that sea monster is still swimming around in the oceans to this day like they never wrapped that up so he's still out there the giant kaiju is still i mean out if there. he was if he was being controlled by the sea devils and now he's free you know he didn't do anything wrong you know? no <laughs> sea, monsters, <laughs> sea monsters deserve to live let the sea monster sea monster i mean that's what he needs to do um, yes yeah he's probably just out there eating fish just minding his own uh, business at this he, point he was a vegan from the very beginning he's just <laughs> eating kelp um yeah so they they end up partnering with madam ching they capture the sea devil sea devil pulls like this huge switcheroo giant pirate ship comes in floating sea devil jumps on board and then he's gone um yeah and it's like a spaceship pirate ship kind of thing going on yeah um which was kind of interesting and they kind of explain that a little bit later too but uh so so we have dan so the boy that they introduced us to and I'm for, I don't know. I'm assuming they named him, but I I didn't pick up on the name, or it it didn't seem like they said it very often. Ying Ki. Okay, Ying Ki. So the boy uh, that they they introduced us to, and his father died. Dan like tries to console him, and the guy's like, "Hey, let's swim out to the ship and like avenge my father." And Dan's like, "I'm on board with that idea." Like. <laughs> I was just like, Dan, what are you doing? Like, you're not going to even question. I mean, he did kind of question if it was a good idea, but then he just went along with it. Didn't really tell Yaz or the doctor what he was doing. It just felt really weird decision-making on Dan's part and kind of out of character for him. It, it definitely feels weird because he's even like, rule number one, no running off. And then like immediately runs off. But that whole transition to all of a sudden like Dan's on the beach with the kid, the doctor and Yaz are in the TARDIS, but we don't see them until after Dan already runs off. And then the doctor and Yaz are like, well, he ran off. And it's like, there's no, there was no like reveal. It was just all, like you said, very sudden, very uncharacteristic. It was almost like, Hey, we need to just move the story forward real quick and the best way to do that is to drop these two people on a beach and just have the guy say let's go to the ship and dad just be like sounds good mate yeah <laughs> let's go they gotta, they gotta get to the ship somehow so let's yeah. have them swim out there uh and i it felt like maybe they were playing it for a little bit of comedy you know okay dan runs off it's a rule he's not supposed to do he does it and then the doctor's like oh dan ran off you know he broke the rule so now we're gonna run off you know it was kind of it didn't make a ton of sense, but it also was maybe just played for laughs a little bit as well. I'll give him a pass on that one. I mean, yeah, it was it was comical because it is Dan. Honestly, like Dan consistently makes me chuckle. I don't know why. He just does. Like the moment he stepped out of the TARDIS in the pirate garb, I audibly laughed. You liked it. Because it was just like what the heck and the fact that yeah set him up and he's just like she told me to wear it like it makes me laugh that he's just so 
so chill, so goofy, so easygoing. I don't know. Yeah, I tend to like him as a character. This episode, not as much. It just it wasn't working as much for me. Some of the lines I gave him just didn't land. Uh, I didn't find myself really laughing at any of the jokes in this episode. None of them? Okay. I I, not really. I couldn't. There wasn't anything. I mean, him coming out in the pirate costume definitely made me smile. Uh, that was kind of funny. But some of the little one-liners I gave him, like, you know, I know it's later in the episode, but during the sword fight and he does some move and the guy's like, oh, how did you, you know, how did you know <laughs> yeah. to do that? And he's like, oh, you, you got it. You should have met my mom or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. You know, it felt like there's a better line there. You know, something else he could have said that might've been a little bit cl more clever. Uh, so the Dan humor wasn't really working for me. On this one. <laughs> it, it didn't hit on this one. No. Uh, and the, so kind of rewinding back to where we were at, the doctor has this idea where they're going to go back in time again. They're going to go back in time. They're going to find it. They're going to try to find this treasure. So then they can use that as leverage to get information from um, the, the pirate woman, Ching. Right. And I was like, okay, that seems a bit extreme, you know, <laughs> of a way, like you couldn't just go maybe, you know, do what Dan did swim out to the, you right. know, vote and have a conversation with her but i guess they they thought they needed that leverage so they go back in time the other thing that i find funny about them risking this because the doctor's kind of known for taking the tardis somewhere with every intention of coming back to a specific time and missing that mark right not happening and then not By showing... four centuries right maybe? so you know what happened to amy pond right you know shows back up it's supposed to be a little girl now it's a woman and the doctor's kind of ruined her whole childhood you know uh and that's kind of where i'm like oh poor dan like he's you know she's flying off with the intention of coming back and getting him but we know the chances you know of her missing the mark and you know leaving dan there with the pirates <laughs> you know that could have happened <laughs> that, that would that would be incredible to have like basically dan turn into the story of the man that gets left three years in random time in random times and like his picture his name shows up in history books. I, I mean, love he's already the been idea. left three years. Honestly, it's a better story, you know, <laughs> than what we got maybe with this one. Like they leave Dan by accident. Right. He becomes a pirate and he, he <laughs> goes down in history as some great pirate. And then she Who wears finally, funky clothes. And 10 years later, she finally gets the Mark Wright, meets him. And now he's like this legendary pirate. Like that's a cool Doctor Who story. You know, yeah, like I would have yeah. been totally on board with that. But no, they didn't. No. They just... <laughs> they didn't go that that direction with it but go back in time they go to the ship that the treasure is supposed to be on and um they find this legendary uh i guess legendary pirate of the 1500s uh what was his name ji hun yes and but then also there's there's sea there's a sea devil there so ji hun is you know making his guys jump overboard Yaz and the doctor are kind of misreading the situation, thinking that he's kind of a bad guy. He's working for the sea devils and then the sea devil betrays him. So then they, you know, they're like, Oh crap, we're not going to get the treasure. Let's just get back out of here. <laughs> and they fly back to, they got lucky twice. They actually went to the right time twice in a row. Yep. Went to the right time and decided to go to the bottom of the ocean to take yes. the treasure out of the pirate ship, as opposed yes. to get it above the water. They're going to go get it below the water right yeah so yeah so they're underwater they're trying to find the shipwreck and 
So this is where we get, we've had the tease, right? Of, we know Yaz has feelings for the doctor. Right. That's been established. It seems like the doctor is kind of returning that, but we haven't gotten like full on confirmation. It's kind of, it's kind of like a, it's almost like a, a Martha 10th doctor situation where you have, you know, Martha's all about the doctor. The doctor is not necessarily returning that he's, he's probably aware of it, but he's kind of like, all right, I'm not going to go down that path. Yep. It seems like that's what we're getting with these two as well, at least up to this point. Um, But the doctor does make a comment like um, not a bad date. Am I right? Which is kind of our first indication that the doctor is at least returning a little bit of the kind of okay there's a little bit of flirtation in that comment right so they're setting the stage right for for future events yeah see the way that the doctor serves the line is the same way that Whitaker has served like every line as the doctor up to this point right it's very off the cuff she makes a statement and then the realization that plays across the doctor's face at that point where it was like oh shoot, I'm now remembering what Dan told me <laughs> back back in the last episode. And that word probably carry, or what I just said probably carries far more than what I intended it to carry. Mm, interesting and reason. then she's like trying to salvage what she just said. But in typical doctor fashion, she just rolls right past it even further and just goes even further with it, like takes it, basically ignores what she just said and let's focus on the task at hand that's yeah. what she did which very much frustrates yaz you know oh, yaz yeah. has been trying to get you know some sort of emotion back from the doctor you have to imagine off screen as much as on screen as we've seen it you know they've been right. on all these adventures they've been doing stuff together so there's probably some assumption there that this is a frustration that's been going on and on with yaz like she's like yeah I'm showing that I have feelings for you. You're not reciprocating and it's making me feel bad. We all know that, right? We've all been through that. Probably most people have been through that where you have somebody you like, they're not necessarily giving you the same back and it's not a great feeling. And yeah, getting ticked off about this, I think. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned Martha though, because like I've had the same thought and just a few things that I was looking at um, over the past couple of days, they they mentioned like Yaz going on her like three, four year stent with dan mm-hmm. stuck back in time and and how that did like that did nothing to to i don't know it, it didn't really contribute any character growth to yaz during that period of time like she didn't come back from those three years and it got me thinking about martha and it's just like the what made martha such a good character in the end is that she was the one that was like doctor you're not going to return anything and she was the one that walked away and i think what's making yaz's character a little bit more frustrating is that there's not that same realization that it's like it's never going to be reciprocated like she's not willing to just walk away and maybe it's not that she's not a good character maybe it just makes the situation even more tragic right like martha you can celebrate because she she stands up for herself. She walks away. She makes the decision. She isn't allowing herself to be played by the doctor moving forward. Yes. It's like, Oh, like just walk away. Like it's not going to be like the doctor has at the end of this episode and we'll get to it. But the doctor basically says it's not going to happen. 
It's like, does Yaz continue on? Like, is this going to be Yaz's story that she just never walks away? Or is she just going to be another Martha who finally walks away on her own accord? But I have, so we'll save it for like the later scene because I think the later scene's a little bit more, you know, a little bit more involved with this. It gets a little deeper. And I'll save my speculation, I guess, uh, for that. But I will say that this version of the Doctor they're definitely giving a different personality than we've seen when it comes to relationships. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen a lot of kind of real relationships with the doctor. Um, you know, obviously we saw David Tennant and Rose, you know, that yeah. was something that, I mean, the chemistry was there so fast with those two characters that when they kind of did finally have him reveal that he did have feelings for her, it wasn't, it was kind of like, yeah, we all knew that. You just haven't yeah. said it yet. You know, it was very obvious to the viewers and it wasn't a big shock. Um, and then you have, you have River, you have River and Matt or uh, Matt Smith's doctor. And so Smith or Tennant and Smith both play a version of the doctor who they're just smooth. They're, they're suave. They're, <laughs> they're, you know, it's, I don't know. They know how to talk right. to a, a woman and they know how to kind of, you know, have these relationships. Now Smith was a little bit more quirky, but he was still just, you know, yeah. his relationship with river um, just made sense. Yeah. But I think with Jodie Whittaker's version of the doctor, she's super awkward when it comes to relationships and she doesn't know how to deal with this situation right now. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like she could for all we know, I mean, maybe we'll find out in future in the next episode how she really feels, but she could have really deep feelings for for Yaz, but she just doesn't know how to express it. And that's that's what's interesting about, I guess, this version of the doctor is you know, Yaz is having to deal with this very kind of quirky person who just doesn't know how to express their feelings. And maybe that's why she's not, you know, getting that. Uh. So. That's interesting. That's interesting that you bring that up because then you go back and you think through all the different ways that like the doctor has tried to feel out every relationship that she's had with all her companions, like team, fam. Like mm. it's like she is trying to figure out like, okay, how do I relate to people? Like, is she just the very, very socially awkward doctor? Like she doesn't know how to relate to other people she doesn't know what her relationship with other people is like is that is that going to be her doctor and if we go back and rewatch episodes now like is that the reason for all the fam doctor or yeah. fam friends even even capaldi team? like he you know even him like in his because he ends up you know having the romantic stuff with river as well and in some ways his stuff oh, with yeah. river was even more romantic than what smith got to yes. do with river yep um and i mean it just worked you know he yeah. was smooth too like he just he the way he talked now he was kind of put off by the fact that she didn't know who he was and all of that was fun <laughs> but like once they kind of realized who each other were boom instant connection like he didn't have he wasn't awkward at all right i'm um, very confident uh but yeah so jody whitaker is definitely playing it a different a different way which i'm sure is you know that's what they're scripting right um but we'll talk like i said we'll talk more maybe uh, as we get to that part but um yeah so we have we talked about the sea monster the sea monster shows up uh bites the tardis but doesn't swallow it 
because it's not the base is not inside the sea monster but i guess the sea monster takes the tardis to the base is what yeah. they're implying here not a lot of explanation but the tardis does show up in the sea devil's base on its uh, side on its side which the doctor's not happy about because she's like you know you could have at least put us right side up or whatever she said but yeah so so now we have the doctor the doctor's in the the sea devil's base of operations she starts throwing out like the technical jargon about like how it all works like oh i see you're doing this or you have the algae or like you know i'm like okay you know once again it's kind of the they just throw out terms and we're supposed to just accept like okay yeah. that makes sense question just out of curiosity's sake was or was not the sea devil's base like the inside of their base filled with water was not okay okay and i think that's what the doctor was kind of explaining right kind of because it was damp which being right. underwater would not be damp yeah so they're in like an air pocket underwater and the doctor seemed pretty impressed that they were able to maintain the environment yeah there and she kind of like i said gave a little bit of that kind of jargon that sciencey jargon where she was kind of yeah. explaining how it worked yeah uh, did, did you see like the weird shimmery things going across the screen when they were in this base like almost like you would see underwater <laughs> that's what threw me off is it's like watching like when they are in the base you see like that finding nemo shimmering things like floating around in the air oh i see what you're saying kind of like the way you would see dust in the in a light you know kind of thing yeah but like like watery which watery. made me like it was making me second guess like okay is this like our yes and the doctor and like the tardis air bubble walking around like everybody else is submerged just because that lighting effect just totally threw me i didn't think they were underwater but it's it was yeah there were almost it, it almost looked like they were at times anyways yeah. go on. The, and so you at the same time you have uh you have ching dan and the boy are they're at the ship still and they're looking at the constellations yes and then the stars like start spinning or like moving around like yeah. randomly yeah and i still don't think they ever gave a really good explanation as to what what was going on there because i know they were saying oh there's this stone and it can kind of manipulate stuff but i mean come on the stars yeah, I like, <laughs> gas giants millions of miles away right. can't just kind of fling around in the sky. Like that was a little like okay. Yeah. I mean I the one the one thing about that though is that the effect in the eye of the captain at that point. That was cool. That was that was legitimately cool to see. But yeah, I, I agree. Like the Earth's magnetism is not going to impact the way impact that the stars. stars in the sky. <laughs> no. Nope, not going to happen. Everything else kind of made sense. Like what they were trying to do, the sea devils and the stone, I guess is super powerful, but you know, the whole trying to flip the poles. And I was like, okay, I can, I get this, the star yeah. thing. I didn't, I didn't really get that. Um, yeah. Interesting. Highs and lows of special effects. Like you said, they had the eye thing. Cool. Yeah. Really cool. Some of the other stuff. I thought the pirate ship that was kind of float, like when it came in and it had like the coming out of the mist, I thought that was done well, but some of the other scenes um, were really bad. And yeah. The yeah. Madam Ching's pirate ship on the water never looked real. That was pretty <laughs> bad. 
Um, yes. Yeah. So it's Doctor Who, though. They're working with a budget. They're not like a big budget movie. There's going to be some bad special effects. Lots of bad special effects in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And apparently a lack of stunt performers too because the sword fighting was pretty bad too <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> uh, that's uh, yeah i i want to toss a poll out there because i i went back and just watched a lot of sword fighting in doctor who and there there is a lot of good sword fighting in doctor who even going back to the classics there's a good sword fight between um pertwee and the master it was huh. a, a oh, really? great yeah and actually the sea devils episode um there was a sword fight between Pertwee and the master definitely good looking um fun fun dialogue and sound effects throughout it which is interesting but yeah it this sea devil this the legends of the sea devil might not make the top five of sword fights and that's even capaldi counting capaldi with a spoon so i want to toss out a poll out there just to see where people might rate the uh the various sword fights from doctor who yeah and i know that we're kind of jumping ahead to the sword fights but now that we're talking about it 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 just was one of those things where it was like okay i felt like the writers were like it would be cool to have a sword fight it doesn't make sense (laughs) you know like that yaz would know how to sword fight that dan would know how to sword fight you know that doesn't make a lot of sense. The doctor is suddenly now doing flips and going down a rope, something we've never seen her really do either. And really any of the modern doctors really haven't been kind of that action hero. Right. Right. Um, there's been small moments like David Tennant had his, his whole like Christmas special, yep. you know, it's a fighting hand. Right. But, you know, other than that, it, you know, they're not action stars. The doctor right. never has been, or at least not in the modern series never been portrayed that way they're kind of more they outthink you they don't necessarily outfight you and so to have her kind of doing some flips and jumping around and like that slide where she kind of slides down the side of the boat and i'm like they're just going for cool points here this doesn't this doesn't necessarily work (laughs) (laughs) i was waiting for rufio to show up to have yaz and dan start chanting and rufio flies in but yeah i mean it it does it, it doesn't make sense at the end of the day, right? Like, Yaz, I don't think as a police officer in the UK, she had sword fighting training. I don't know. Maybe that's a common form of law enforcement in the UK is you fight with swords. Baton. Um, I mean, she probably had some baton batons. training, so maybe it translates. And uh, Dan just like pulled from every pirate movie that he ever saw, swinging the whole rope thing and knocking guys out that way. But yeah. Maybe sea devils are just really bad at sword fighting, so it kind of levels the field a little bit maybe maybe they're slow and clunky you have a pirate you know a pirate themed doctor who episode to to you know kind of fit in a sword fight i guess kind of makes sense but it's kind of been a big complaint for me i know i said something about even bell when when they had the scene where she was doing kind of the gunfight and she's like kind of flipping around and i just didn't buy it like she didn't do a good job i'm sorry the actress is you know great in the in the role but when it came to the action scenes get a really good stunt double make me believe it like it's it's bad and i would and i'm not even picking on just doctor who it's any movie right you know attack of the clones you know when i was watching attack of the clones i love star wars but the geonosis scene where the jedi are running around swinging their swords it was bad it looked i loved it no how old were you when that movie came out you were the target audience i was loved it you were like 14 maybe yeah it was made for you i was like 25 (laughs) i think so uh maybe i was 23 but yeah that 
you know, a lot of movies, if you don't get convincing stunt doubles that can do a really good job that actually know what they're doing. Yeah. No amount of like zooming in on the action is going to hide the fact that your actors don't know how to do what they're doing. And yeah. these actors are not trained. It's not like Ewan McGregor versus uh, Hayden Christensen where they trained and they basically become master swordsmen before their major fight in episode three. Right. No, these are these are actors who maybe had two days of like, hey, let's show you how to swing a sword. <laughs> and it, it was pretty apparent. Um, I know they did a behind the scenes video and they were kind of talking about, you know, how much they really enjoy doing it and stuff. <laughs> I know they loved it. And it feels bad to be like, yeah, it wasn't all that good. But they had fun with it. They had it, fun with it. It didn't translate well, at least not for me. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. what we, Did you like it? Did you like the sword, the swashbuckling? Not, not, not particularly. Yeah. That's at that point in time. I think I, yeah, I was just ready to get to the conclusion of the episode and try to figure out what is actually happening. Um, yeah, it it didn't it didn't check those boxes for me. I could yeah. have done without it. We could probably we could speed up a little bit because I know we're we're kind of we have a lot that's probably still to cover here, but yeah. So the doctor, so they find out they're trying to find the keystone. The keystone. They also find that the the old pirate that they had run across in the 1500s is has been kept in some sort of suspended animation. He's still alive. He wants the keystone to be away from the sea devils because this keystone has some like pretty pretty important powers. It can the, these are things that they said it could do. It can freeze life in time, <laughs> and it can transport matter. So that kind of explains how the sea devil is able to go in and out of mist. Although he was doing that before he got the keystone back. So I guess it doesn't quite explain that, but you know, um, but I guess it's like, they're trying to explain that this is actually sea devil technology that they have lost and they're trying to regain. Did you pick up on that? Is that kind of how you understood it? I, I did not. The doctor says something similar to that though, right? She does say like, she says like sea devil technology. Yeah. And then, and the pirates kind of like yeah we can't let them get it back the doctor bluffs like hey i already know where the keystone is but then they they realize pretty quickly that she doesn't and then they find out that it's you know the boy the boy has it in in like a medallion that he's been wearing yeah which is which is did you think the entire time that the keystone was what madam ching chipped from the bottom of the statue and like no. that's what they were looking for no okay no. you're better than i am i can see um, why you thought that though uh but no that never occurred to me i thought it was a different thing okay i i was like so yeah. you thought she was like holding out on them like she had it the whole time yeah like i i was like okay she she has it they don't know where she is even though she was there like now they're trying to find her again um i was really confused by that for a little bit but i'm also wondering like if that wasn't the keystone then why removing it from the sea devil statue did it release the sea devil? So I like, think it was unintended consequence. She was trying to, she was trying to just get a piece of the statue that had the little like map thing on it. But then she, because she broke it, that's what freed the sea devil. Now the sea, and then they did explain why the sea devil was a statue because right. the keystone has the ability to freeze life in time right so it froze him as a statue and i guess breaking the statue is what would release him so it's kind of like a magical it almost feels like 
it's this kind of mystical magical stone but it also they they also explained it as like technology so i don't know it's one of those doctor who things they throw something at us but they don't really they don't really give us a lot of uh meaningful explanation okay it's a plutonic crystal that's what the doctor calls it yes Um, it's a plutonic crystal which if you mix it with fluo geomagnetic stuff not good (laughs) that's what that's what what i that's what the doctor realized because she was like once she realized it was a plutonic crystal she was like oh no your ship is a fluo geomagnetic whatever and if you go back to your ship with this crystal that's bad news for us <laughs> the next line from the chief was your world is doomed the keystone is mine and then he and then disappears, he disappears in a puff of green smoke which he could do with or without <laughs> he didn't need it but he does because fluogeomagnetic stuff geronimo this one was i i probably sound really dumb to our listeners there's probably a lot of our listeners that just roll their eyes when i'm like i had to watch it twice to understand it I had to watch this one twice. Like I watched it the first time. I was like, okay, that's a story. A lot of this detail, I didn't catch a lot of the names of the stuff or the that fact that it was plutonic, you know, and you didn't want to mix it with a fluo geomagnetic, whatever. Like that all flew by me the first time I watched it. And then the second time I watched it, I was like pausing. I'm like, pause, write this word down. Pause, write this word down because I knew we were going to be talking about it. And I knew oh, there's yeah. no way I'm going to remember all this jargon. Right. So, but I guess to kind of like explain it, because the the plan was to use the crystal and to mix it with whatever was going on on the ship with the fluogeomagnetic, and that was going to flip the poles of the earth. Right. And they're trying to basically mess the earth up, reflood it, so they can take the the earth back as a fully like water world planet. Um you know, that was the plan. And the doctor kind of, once she figured that out, she was like, okay, we got to stop, stop this. Yeah. Which leads us to the giant sword fight, right? Um, They get up, (laughs) they Geronimo swing on ropes from the ship on the sea to the ship in the air. And then they sword fight up there. Wasn't it the other way around? They swing down from the ship in the air to the ship on the sea, find out that the plutonic crystal is down oh, there. Yeah. Then the guy snags it and poofs up to the upper ship. So they swing on the ropes. Oh, to back, go back up. Yeah, yeah. Back up. Okay, yeah. Geronimo. <laughs> but they um, have the cool, like, the old school pirate with them. He's yeah. a really good sword fighter. Oh, absolutely. And so he can go and help them kick some butt. Uh yeah, I like I said, I think they they just thought it'd be fun to have a sword fight. It doesn't really yeah. make a lot of sense yep. uh, that they even needed to have this sword fight, but you know, why not? Yep. And they end up killing the chief. Yes, which the doctor many times, this is a trope they like to use over and over. The doctor stops the bad guy, someone else kills the bad guy, and the doctor's like, <laughs> You didn't have to do that. Yeah. Even though the doctor's done that, him or herself many times in the past and dispatched of many people she still seems upset when other people do it yeah i it is one of those things where it's like okay so what were you going to do in that situation <laughs> that's he didn't seem he was like, like he hold was... him there right <laughs> that's what she yeah said. like uh nope i'm gonna i'm gonna run him through because he was the cause of the death of my entire crew and trapped me in time for you know hundreds of years yep. so yeah he he killed him 
What's and another then, sea devil? He didn't even have a name. I know. He was just the chief. And the chief. another one will rise. It's fine. Um, and she knows him from the future. She knows sea devils from the future. So he obviously isn't all that important. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then from there, they take the ship. They go back down to the base, which has... I don't know. Another fun little scene where the the boy is like, "Is this what it's always like to be a pirate?" As they're like spinning and going down in the ocean. Um, and then apparently she- that actor is like a big Whovian. It's kind of got his first break to be in Doctor Who. <laughs> do. awesome. I don't know if you saw that in the behind the scenes, but no, but good, but good for, for him. him. Uh, yeah. And apparently he also said he had some sword training, so he was disappointed that his character wasn't um allowed to be good at sword swordsmanship because it wasn't part of his character but i guess he said that in real life he has some sword training so um no we all we all have sword training we just aren't yeah, we've all played with our lightsabers right <laughs> we we've just all... haven't all we we aren't allowed to be cool that's that's fine <laughs> yeah. um so they go to the base um the doctor runs off with yaz leaves jihan and dan behind to stop the sea devil's approach the acolytes from getting to them mm-hmm. um and dan kills them all yeah the doctor says only use this in emergency she gives him the magic sword and then he goes and just uses it and kills everybody <laughs> and he was pretty cool about it he was just like yeah i just i just killed all those guys I'm yeah good. only to be used in emergencies like the imminent flood of the entire planet <laughs> yeah okay yeah so yeah, so he he dispatched of them, impressed the uh, impressed the pirate. Yep, he thought it was pretty cool. Made yeah. a joke about his mom, <laughs> and yeah. So like I said, jokes weren't landing for me on this one. Yeah. And then the doctor, so the doctor goes, and I guess you know the chief guy's dead now. So now the main problem is that he had already started the process of right you know, messing up the poles and all that stuff. So she goes. And she's got to figure out how to stop it. Once again, lots of jargon. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. We got to hold these cables together. You know, there's, you know, she's, she knows how to stop it, but she has a limited amount of time. Um, She also says something to Yaz here, right? Doctor brings up, oh, she brings up the whole date thing. She's like, oh, when I said that before, you know, um, if it was going to be anyone, it would be you. Kind of a little bit of a touching moment there, but I wasn't like emotionally invested at this point. So I was kind of like, all right, you know, interesting timing to, for her to say that to Yaz. Maybe she thought, you know, one of them might die in the moment. And so she thought that was her only chance to say it. Yeah, but- it didn't it, it didn't land for me in this particular moment. I, I don't know if it was just the way that it was delivered or the surrounding circumstances. It, it just didn't it just didn't ring true at that point yeah and maybe we'll save it for when they're sitting on the beach but there yeah yeah there's a little a couple more thoughts about that but uh so she's got to hold the cable she realizes we don't have enough time i got to hold this cable for whatever reason that's going to cause you know whatever reaction is going to stop this so luckily they have a a old pirate that shouldn't be alive anymore (laughs) (laughs) near them so he can show he can save the day and say no you go doctor you go i will hold the cables i will sacrifice myself so i guess the plan is that they're going to pressurize or um i forget the word she used but oh the density they're going to make it have so much density yeah no one can escape so the sea devils will be trapped there 
but the hope is that they can get on TARDIS and get out of there before that happens. And so because he holds the cables, everyone else is able to get to the TARDIS. They get out of there. He has essentially, I guess, I mean, it did look like there was a, some sort of explosion that happened. I wasn't really clear on if he is now dead or if now he's just trapped with all the sea devils. Um, but either way, not a great ending for, for him. Yeah, because she says it's going to be the densest place on Earth. No one, no sea devil, no human will be able to leave for a very long time. So it's not like she intended to kill everybody. And then she says something about the magnetism will drag the TARDIS down if we don't get out of here quick mm. enough. So like density, magnetism. Yeah. Doesn't seem like an explosion, but something definitely went boom. At yeah, some something point. went boom. And so they, I guess that accomplished what she was trying to do. And they got out of there on the TARDIS. So yeah. Uh, so we get uh, Madam Ching. She gets to take the treasure. Uh, because the other guy already said you could have it. So it's not like she just took it from the dead guy, but he basically <laughs> said, you can take the treasure. Uh, so she takes the treasure so she can go save her crew and her sons. She also offers the boy that they, that's been with them saying, hey, you want to join my crew? He seemed pretty thrilled about that to become yep. a pirate. You know, She adopts him. Yep. So she brings him into the fold. Uh, we get a pretty random Dan phone call. Yeah that he called die and i know we talked about die you know kind of how she ended up being pretty pointless right luck stuff and then she kind of broke up with him at the end was like yeah i'm not interested anymore and then you know he calls her up leaves this voicemail <laughs> and then i guess she's hearing the voicemail and that's why she calls him she didn't pick up the phone like you would think maybe yeah you know you start to you hear somebody leaving a voicemail you could pick up the phone and say oh i'm here she like yeah. calls him on a separate line yeah and so i'm assuming she heard the voicemail um that was kind of a, a throwaway moment that i'm either we once again missed something else like another scene that dan talks about her or they're setting us up for some reunification of those characters in the future yeah that i mean that's the only justification in my mind for the scene is that they are basically they're confirming dan's not staying on after the doctor after whitaker's doctor is done and they want to give him a happy ending he'll go back with die he'll be fine at that point either that or they're setting us up for heartbreak where it's like oh dan and die and then dan doesn't make it back uh, um, i don't think it's that be, one the heartbreak's gonna be dr yaz related i think yeah probably probably yeah. but yeah i think they're just giving us the uh first taste of a happy ending for dan and that he's not sticking around after this run yeah I, I I think it'll be a clean break. It makes sense that, yep. you know, Russell T. Davies is going to want to kind of do his own thing, cast who he wants. And, you know, so I don't, I don't foresee Dan or Yaz being part of the, of the cast moving on. So, so we do get the scene with um, the doctor and Yaz are sitting on the beach. They kind of breach the topic again. And the doctor's trying to explain herself like, Hey, I can't really fix myself to people. It ends badly. Uh, eventually, it's going to hurt. The doc and then Yaz kind of comes back and says, well, it's not worth doing if it doesn't hurt. I don't know what the quote that her grandma said, but um, something like that. Uh, do you have the quote? You're, yeah. you're usually good about it. She says, that. courage is knowing something will hurt and doing it anyway. Uh, Mind you, she also said it's the definition of stupidity. <laughs> So, double-edged sword right 
which it, it is kind of a lame excuse like as the doctor's kind of explaining herself like oh you know well it doesn't it's not i can't make that decision even though i might want to and you know it might hurt i'm like oh come on you've been alive for how many thousands of years and, <laughs> you know come on you're afraid of a little bit of a relationship pain so that seemed like a pretty lame excuse and i think yaz is kind of agreeing with me <laughs> that it's a pretty lame excuse uh, so i don't know i feel like I feel like they're trying to portray that the doctor and Yaz do have feelings for each other. I think absolutely Yaz has feelings for the doctor. And I think that they're trying to show us that the doctor does reciprocate that. I think it would be a, a weird decision for them to introduce this as an idea only to have the doctor be like, eh, I'm not really that into you. Like that just seems like a mean thing to do to the character of Yaz. If you're, like why even drag it out this long? Maybe have it happen in season two or something. So then there can be some yeah. recovery from it. But to have to have kind of the ending, there's only one episode left to have the doctor fully kind of deny her. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think there's going to be more to it before the doctor leaves. And I think that that's going to lead to a lot more heartbreak because there will be some sort of a confirmation. Kind of like what happened with Rose, you know? Yeah. The doctor is kind of like, hey, I've, I'm leaving you. Th I'm leaving you there, but yeah. I'm burning up the star so I can tell you, you know, this last thing. And then we don't hear what he says, but we all kind of know what he says. So, um, I feel like we're gonna have a similar thing with Yaz and and this doctor that the doctor will kind of ultimately fully admit her feelings. Maybe even seal it with a kiss. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Yaz doctor kiss in the next episode. I'll actually put that down as an official prediction. Uh, I think we're going to get a Yaz doctor kiss and, and then the doctor is going to die and it's going to be heartbreaking because Yaz now has finally gotten what she wanted and then only to have this, this person die. So, yeah. I like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the way that they go. I just, it feels like with one episode left with, and we'll, I don't know if we're still planning on talking about it or not, but with what it looks like they have shoved into the final episode I just don't know if there's time for it to go any further. Like this felt like, yes, things were expressed, but it still felt like there was a distance there. Like the doctor still doesn't know how to commit. I don't, I can't see this all of a sudden becoming something in the last episode. If anything, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a separate direction and say like, basically Yaz leaves. The doctor has denied her one more time. Mm. And as she's out of the picture, out of the frame, the doctor finally says like three words, like, I love you. Like after but she's already gone, but she doesn't hear it, but not to Yaz. And so it's like, we have that heartbreak moment where the doctor finally, finally has the ability to like confess the truth about herself but it's to no one and then she regenerates like that's i just feel like that's what they're setting us up for this with the character like she has it doesn't seem like she has any ability to speak the truth to anyone and so she's ultimately going to finally confess the truth to herself mm -hmm. and then it's going to be over yeah i mean that's i think that's a real possibility as well so it'll be interesting to see which direction they go with it i i will say just as a fan I don't think they they set the groundwork very well for this relationship. 
Yeah. Agreed. If this was the plan all along. Agreed. I think they could have done a much better job of setting it up and to make us have a little bit more of an emotional connection and care yep. about this relationship. It feels, I don't know. I don't know what the intention was with the characters. I don't know if there was some kind of fan influence where there was a lot of people that say, Hey, this is a, this would be a great moment for you guys to, you know, do something like this. Um, and I know there's a lot of people shipping those characters where, and it does happen, especially in modern media, like, fans do have an impact if there's enough of a call for it you know that's pretty much why ray and you know kylo kissed at the end of you know, that movie right like that, that probably never would have happened without the raylos out there so uh yeah i i don't know if it was always the intention or if it was driven by you know trying to please the fans whatever the reason but it does feel like it was poorly set up and i don't yeah. care i just don't care about the relationship i cared about river and the doctor i cared about you know rose and the doctor i don't i can't find myself caring about this one because it does feel so much like martha where it does feel like it's desperate it feels like she's chasing and i don't you know it just doesn't have the same connection with me yeah i mean there even with martha like there was there was like that chemistry there like even if Tennant wasn't going to do anything with it, there still felt like there was that playfulness. Like there was still that like connection. This doesn't like, there's not that, like there's not even that subdued, like back and forth play with this. Like it just seems like there's nothing. And it's like the dialogue, the dialogue is leading us somewhere different than how their interactions is leading us <laughs> like when they're together their actions say something different than their words it, it's just there's not that same look in their eyes if you know what i'm saying yeah and it could be some of it's just the way like i said the the awkwardness of the way she's playing the doctor it's yeah that's part of the doctor's personality yep is she's just bad with relationships and it it works in friendships it works in romantic relationships you know she's yep. just always going to be awkward and maybe that's part of why it doesn't seem like there's chemistry because she just can't have chemistry. Yeah. And that's, um, that's where it could I be think, the actors, you know, I don't yeah. know. I, I can't really nail it down as to why it doesn't seem like the chemistry is there, but I, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't think they set it up very well yeah. uh, for there's, there's more they could have done throughout for me to be like, oh, okay, like I'm rooting for these two, you know, it's, it still feels very, it just doesn't feel like they've earned it maybe yeah. like to, to kind of make me care. I'll yeah. still care if, if she, you know, if they have some kind of emotional scene at the end and the doctor dies and Yaz is crying, like I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a robot. Like I'll probably feel bad and you know, <laughs> get some tears in my eyes, but it's, it, I just don't see it having the same emotional impact maybe that some of the previous relationships have had. Third theory. Yaz goes bad. She's the cause of the doctor's death. That's she's just so she's just so distraught that she's like if, if i can't have you no one can have you the unrequited love she just <laughs> she joins with the master and takes her down well speaking of the master they did release a trailer we have one more I mean, it's crazy to think there's one more episode with this crew and yeah that's crazy the, there's a regeneration coming we don't know exactly when the episode's coming they say fall or autumn uh so, you know, if there's some predictions out there, maybe it's going to be in October. They could wait till Thanksgiving-ish time. You know, who knows? But um, so that's that's coming. 
and we do know, you know they gave us the trailer like i said um i don't know some images what did you think you know we have the master we know he's coming back they dropped some lines on us that were you know from the flux stuff where there's kind of predicting her end and things that she should be watching out for um we see that cyberman guy with like the the half helmet thing yep so he's coming back so some of this old some of the stuff that they've introduced throughout seems to be coming back daleks are going to be in it yay uh, <laughs> what else did they show oh spacesuits yeah there's spacesuits the, the iconic doctor spacesuit i love that that's kind of a thing right the doctor every doctor ends up in a spacesuit at some point so i like that they're doing the spacesuit um with these previous characters. companions returning yes um I will admit, did not recognize either of them for a moment. I thought that one of them was maybe Susan Foreman. And I was like, are we going to get a Susan return? Uh, but no, no, it's not. It's um, Ace and Tegan. Yeah. Okay. So I, you know, I've seen Ace. I did watch some episodes with Ace in it. Uh, Tegan, I'll admit, I had never watched any episode she was in. Not a big draw for me, you know? Yeah. I'm almost actually kind of like, really they're gonna waste time on these like i it's her last episode you know it's jody yeah. baker's last episode i almost would have rather it just be her you know dan yaz maybe even have some of her previous companions come back and have an appearance it'd be nice to see them but these you know kind of pulling these out of the you know out of the history books that may appeal to a a certain number of fans but i think for the most part it's kind of a weird decision i think for a for a finale yeah, I basically based on the trailer and based on the pictures that we have, I want to know how long this episode is going to be, right? Like we have Dalek Cyberman, we have Vendor, we have yep. the new companions, we have the Master. Like we have Kate. You have Kate Lethbridge Stewart. Like if yep. you don't give, going back to the Master, if you don't give the Master a good chunk of time in the episode like that's a little bit of a waste like that master was incredible so it's like you have all of these pieces how long is this episode going to be like if we get another 40 minute episode i have no idea how they're going to do right by all of this getting stuck in here um, no, I, my guess is this is going to be one of those like double up like you know hour and a half you know, somewhere between an hour and a half, two hours type thing. Yeah. That they've done it before. That they're going to have to. I mean, yeah. it's the, with the amount of things that they've already shown us in just a, such a short period of time. Um, they're going to have to do a lot. <laughs> they're going to have to, they're going to have to have a longer episode. That's what I meant to say. Um, Dan is holding a Sonic in his spacesuit. Which is interesting. I don't know. He who also has Sonic a helmet with is. a crack in it, like a helmet with like a, a hole in the face mask. Did you notice that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Master. I mean, the fact that the Master's gonna be back, I'm actually pretty excited. I, I love his version of the Master. Yes. Uh, so I'm very excited. I think that's very fitting, especially since he was the one that kind of introduced the whole like, you know, the information around the Timeless Child. He was the first one to kind of drop that on her. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of what else he has to say um maybe more reveals more information dropped on us about that stuff um 
you do they actually give us a scene where she starts to at least looks like she's starting to regenerate um and she yells like yaz as she's starting to regenerate yeah so i mean i mean maybe that's like a uh, they're throwing us off maybe that starts to happen and she's able to fight it i know that's happened with other doctors you know where it seems like they're about to regenerate and then they don't so maybe that's just a fake out but i don't know it's I'm excited. I, 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 the Sea Devils episode, eh. It's kind of like David Tennant, like his last run. They had a bunch of specials. A couple of them were throwaway, and the other ones were very important to the story and kind of tied into everything. The Sea Devils episode absolutely feels like a throwaway. There's nothing that happened in this episode that was even was connected to anything. There was it literally could have been, you could have put any doctor with any companions into that story. And it wouldn't have mattered because it didn't connect to anything else. Yep. Whereas this episode with all these characters coming back, and I'm sure even more that we, they, they, they didn't, they didn't show. Um, it, it looks very connected to what they've already given us throughout her whole run, Yep. which is kind of how a, a doctor's final episode should go. Right. You, right. you want to have the throwbacks. You want to have people from her past show up. Um so the only thing that seems off to me is the the classic companions showing up that almost feels like a a stunt like hey it's a big a big special so we're going to bring these characters back you know that doesn't really mean a lot to me yeah but yeah i i agree that's i know that there's quite a few people that i've read really enjoyed this episode um i enjoyed the fact that doctor who was back for an episode I enjoyed that I had Doctor Who to watch, knew knew who to watch. I still like I walked away from the episode feeling like a lot was cut out. I, I think I described it to you like it was one of those um movies that you watch on TV and it's like you know that they had to fit it in like a 45 minute spot and the movie's like an hour and a half long. And so they cut out so much that there's just things that don't quite line up and you feel like you're missing major plot points and like setup is missing and resolution is missing and there was just too many times where i was like whoa whoa how how'd we get here already like oh wait where did that come from like that's how i felt with this episode um it wasn't the strongest um by any stretch of the imagination i think you're absolutely right you could have thrown absolutely anybody in there and it would have been the exact same story nothing would have been different it wouldn't change anything moving forward uh but the coming episode i'm looking forward to it it looks like there's way too many, way too many pieces in it for me to not be excited to see how it turns out. Um, and you have a regeneration, you have everything that surrounds that. Um, you have the end of Whitaker's Doctor. That's that's huge. I mean, we embarked on this journey with Whitaker seven four years, years ago, four, four years ago. Has it only been four years? Well, I mean, she had three seasons, but yeah, I guess there's kind of those big gaps in between after they announced her. I don't know, like Google what the announcement, I forget when it was. The woman who fell to earth was in 2018. So it's been four years. You're spot on. It feels like so much longer than that. Well, they announced Um, her quite a bit before. So, I mean, the, you know, we knew Whitaker was going to be the doctor for for a, a lot longer. So maybe closer to five years, but yeah. And we, we have a reveal coming, you know, even before the regeneration, you know, they're going to announce the casting. They always do. So they're going to announce the casting of who the next doctor is well before the special comes out um, and maybe even companions. So, you know, we might start to see 
the you know the groundwork for what's coming and start to speculate we can have plenty of speculation you know i'm sure once they they drop the announcement on us would be a good time for us to kind of reconvene (laughs) yeah discuss potential but you know i think you know it's probably too early to have a you know retrospective of what we think about you know the whitaker era i think we still have a final episode to give her and then we can kind of give our thoughts on her whole run but you know you know it's been an interesting run right like oh yeah chibnall and her were tied together you know they came in together they're leaving together good and bad there's been high highs and lows uh for both of them so uh we'll see how they wrap it all up yeah there's there were there were so many expectations i think probably rightfully so and probably some wrongfully so tied to whitaker's stint as the doctor um it is interesting looking back through the titles and um there's a pretty there's a pretty good chunk of those that are really solid fun to revisit episodes the overall arc i think that's where it's like okay i'm not sure about the overall story but these individual episodes there's been some fun ones Um, yeah i mean we if you think back on i remember when they first had her you know we were pretty hyped up like the first however many episodes of that first season with her we were like we we really liked it you know yeah tim we tim shaw and we were you know we were eating all that stuff up the new companions we you know we liked it you know and not, yeah. i know not everybody was on the same page as us but um you know and then they had they did like any doctor there's some downs yeah. but you know when we get the flux man we were i don't know that we've had that detailed of conversations about doctor who ever you know we had we've hit our longest episodes yeah <laughs> it's there's plenty to talk about. They, you know, oh, yeah. Chibnall, like his writing or not, he gave us plenty to talk about, a lot to speculate about. Now the the landing, we talked about, did they stick the landing <laughs> for the flux? Right. And I think we both kind of agreed that they kind of did, but there was some stumbling there. And so I do wonder about his ability to stick the landing even for her exiting the show because there's been a lot of cool setup. Uh, this episode doesn't, you know, the one we just reviewed, makes me a little nervous because it does feel like a throwaway, but it's like, man, you only had so many episodes left with her. Like, did you have time for a throwaway? Could have this been a a better setup for what's coming? Uh, Because I can't imagine anything in this episode has to do with what's coming. You know, it just feels like a complete throwaway. There's nothing. It's kind of like, you know, you already had a limited run with her. Like her seasons were shorter. She didn't have as many episodes in her season. So it's like, you know, giving her a throwaway at the end almost feels a, a bit of a disservice to to them but yeah we'll see how they yeah. how they stick it at the end and we're going to be excited to watch it no matter what but we'll we'll yeah. give our i guess our our final thoughts once we we get a chance to see that hopefully autumn of 2022 yeah i'm hoping october i'd rather yeah. that than have to wait till you know late autumn halloween special are they going to kick it off with a Halloween or end it with a Halloween special. Hey, they, they, that'd be a great time to return with Tim Shaw, right? Hey, yeah. Hey, he's not, he's, he's not back. <laughs> Eat your style of Halloween. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what I was referring to. I was, <laughs> I was trying to, t- I was setting you up. Setting you I got up it. The line. I got it. Uh, nice, 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 nice. All right. Well, cool. Well, yeah. We were, we ran this one into the ground. 
Yeah. Uh, we, we've, we've, we've talked more about this episode than I thought we would, but we had, you know, <laughs> we had all the Hugh Grant speculation to talk about. So that was important. Right. But, there was um, other stuff in there. Yeah. I think it'll be, I think it's a good time to wrap this one up. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Oh, there is somebody I did want to shout out to somebody because we had a Twitter, we had someone on Twitter reach out to us. Um, so I'm going to stall here a little bit, but we had someone on Instagram too. We had someone on Twitter reach out to us who basically said they had, they are listening through our back catalog and they were like, Hey, give me a shout out on a current episode. So I'll eventually find it you know, when I finally catch up. So he's only on like episode 14 of our show. Um, but yeah, I thought it'd be fun to actually give him a shout out since he asked for it. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> All right. So, so this is a uh, Theodore Jackson. He says he's a new listener to Bad Wolf. Um, he's, he's currently listening to episode 14, which is titled, Hello, I'm the Doctor. Um, He's, and then basically says, leave me a shout out so in the future I can hear it. So, and I told him we would. So there you go. It's Theodore the future. Jackson. Yeah, Theodore Jackson, somewhere in the teens on, on listening back to us, but eventually he'll catch up and hear the shout out. Welcome to the future, Theodore. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Bad Wolf Radio. Uh, we will be back. Not sure when. Hopefully we don't wait all the way until the, the special, we'll see, schedules and all, and all that. But uh, we will, maybe once they make the doctor announcement, would be a good time to jump back on. But we'll definitely have uh, another episode uh, in the future. And if you want to find our episodes, you can go on Apple Podcasts or any of the podcatchers. Check out Bad Wolf Radio. Our whole library of episodes is there. Leave us a review if you'd like. That'd be nice. And... Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So until next time. You truly are a legend. Ah, uh, he was. He was indeed a legend. Jihon. Which, isn't that like a Korean pop star? I don't know. Like BTS kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> well, I will, you know... <laughs> <laughs>